Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago, Woo! on a Friday night. Woo! Black Friday. Woo! I'm back. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore pack. Join me, my guys. Big Dave. Bow. Bow. B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. Let's call it Friday. In your face. <laughs> Will Bow. the GOAT. Golly. Will underscore golly. Our pal producer, Bow. Joey Spatis, on the controls. What is, Wait, t- what is that? Yeah, what, is, what, is, what is going on there, buddy? What's happening there, Joe? Our intro music is awesome. Ah, yeah. okay, all right. That's the Joey Two Step. <laughs> the Joey Two Joey Step. Joey Two Step. Look at it. Oh man, look at the pointed mm-hmm. toe. Did you take ballet back in the day, Joe? You, it looks like it. That heel toe is is his own point, sir. Well mm. done. Well mm. done. Cool. Um, the Bulls <laughs> lost tonight. They lost. What a shocking turn of events. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for joining us on a Friday night after another Bulls loss. If you're hanging out in the chat, we appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll appreciate you even more. Um, 121-108 is the final. Bulls, with this loss, officially eliminated mm. from the NBA in-season tournament. Say it ain't so. You know what, guys? That was so... <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That was so fun. I can't wait to do it again next year. Wow. How riveting and exciting it was to be a participant in the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, and three. Oh, my goodness. The excitement levels were peaking. This is a fucking joke. I feel like you're being sarcastic, Matt. I am. <laughs> it's almost like you know me too well. Um, you guys been doing this together for a while? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, guys, stop me if you've heard this one before, okay? Uh, okay. All right. The Bulls played like crap uh-huh. and shot like crap uh-huh. in the first quarter right. of a game. Right. Got down big. Right. Double digits big. Right. 20-point deficit big. Okay. Then stage a half-ass comeback to fall short uh-huh. in the fourth quarter on their way to their 12th loss of the season. I you didn't stop me, but I swear you've heard that before. <laughs> I feel like I've heard and seen this Have y'all this heard that happen. one before? You out there, Bulls Nation, have you guys heard, seen this happen before? Man. Yeah, that's what it was. Just why, why mess with a, you know, a, uh, a formula? That's just so gosh darn successful. Mm. Don't we have this sort of relationship with DraftKings where we can like tell them to create parlays for us? Yeah. Because I feel like bulls down whatever after one. (laughs) 
I shouldn't have been afraid Zach, to take it tonight. And Zach over two and a half threes every fourth quarter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bulls lose. That should be a parlay that we win yeah. every single week. It's true. It's true. DraftKings might not like it if we make them make that parlay and then all the Bulls fans watching take it and we all make lots and lots of money. Mm. True. No, they're here to watch us win. Okay. They, they want to see us succeed, and I appreciate that, DraftKings. <laughs> I, I don't know about the Bulls, though. Uh, yeah, that, that was the usual game. You know, you watch it, you watch the ass whooping, and you're like, what are y'all doing out there? A lot of what the hell are y'all doing, I think, was coming um, from us over here. Like, what, what the hell are y'all doing? They did make me stand up today. They made the GOAT do something I have literally never seen him do. I almost stood up in the first quarter. I stood up in the fourth quarter. I mean, he stood up and stayed there. And stayed there and walked towards the TV. I went full Cobra. Oh, it was awesome to see. What are we doing? First of all, it was really awesome to see. Uh, if you can break the goat, I mean, damn. <laughs> That's saying some things. That's saying some things right there. Matt Matt breaks easy. You know, Matt's glass <laughs> Joe. He's, he's going to break. Like, that's going to be a thing. You know, you used to think it was me, but, you know, I get angry watching dumb shit, so that, that bothers me. But we'll, you know, usually even kill throughout, you know, wins, losses, whatever. It's cool, but. At the very least, I just bottle it in. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't good. <laughs> today, I, today, I stood up. It was you, like that meme where it's like the sit forward in the chair. <laughs> right. When you're playing the game, right. And you sit up. Yeah. That was Will. Will was frustrated, fed up. If he had a hat, he would have thrown it. Like, he was just that upset about it. And can I say the it two was plays? fun to see. Can, can I, I say, say the two plays? First play, first quarter, Alex Caruso, pick and roll, obviously, with Nikola Vucevic, snaking his way through the paint, swings it. Nice, nice actually pass to Zach in the corner. Booch rolls. Right to the block. Vooch, give me the ball. Zach, I got this. Enter. Vooch, post up. Vooch, po- post up. Post up. Back down. Back down. He's got Jakob Pertl on him. One of the best rim protectors in the league. Fade away, turnaround shot from 12 feet away at the baseline. Mm. And it's just like, we have DeMar DeRozan. We have Zach Levine. Mm. And we have Kobe White on the floor. Mm. Why are we running an Alex Caruso and Vooch pick and roll? Mm. Why is this what the offense Gotta is keep evolving? Keep the defense into? on their toes, Will. <laughs> it's it's and th- this is the kind of thing that's like people get frustrated about Billy and how Billy's lost the team. And again, I think everybody deserves a piece. But to me, it's like so clearly that these guys are just not listening. And I think part of that is like Billy's not able to like get this team in line true but it's also like you just watch some of these guys go through the motions you watch them just completely disregard what the play is yeah and it's just maddening yeah yeah it it can get maddening watching consistently bad basketball happen and it's it's frustrating you know I think that's the better word for it it's just because I don't think you were mad I think you were just frustrated at just watching it over and over and over and over again like you said bottled up and it just kind of exploded and bottled over. Matt Peck has already done that, so now he's apathetic at this point. <laughs> like, you know, he's Hi, everybody. He's just there. <laughs> there you go. That's just, he, he didn't do that out of anything. He just did that because it was there. It's normal. He's not feeling anything right now. Look at that face. It's the face of a man who's like, Meh. that's it right there. That's your whole face just said, that's it. But, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous to watch at certain points. Because we were over there, especially Matt, the spacing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have not seen spacing so hilariously bad 
as what we saw tonight. It was so bad. And I, I, I'm including this Bulls offense that has struggled with spacing for the last three seasons, including them. Yeah. I have not seen spacing as bad as the spacing we saw tonight. It was so bad to the point I had to rewind it on the television. Shout out technology. I had to rewind it. Just to see it again, because oh I was God. like, "Did that, you just see that, that shit? one dribble handoff on the left side?" <laughs> and then it's or, like two or people right next Demar to Demar cutting other. off a pass, catch like catching a pass when he was in no man's land, and well, not no man's land for Demar. It was where he loves to shoot. It was like long two er- mm-hmm. territory. But Kobe White was directly behind him, right behind him, and the pass was heading to him for a catch and shoot three. Oh, and Demar was like, "Oh, this must be my pass." And Zach literally did the same thing. With Vooch standing right behind him at the three-point line and said, nah, I got it. I'm going. It was many times I would watch Zach get in the post and say, give me the ball. And then they would swing it somewhere else. I watched Vooch do that, say, give me the ball. They'd swing it somewhere else. DeMar didn't have it to because DeMar's just going to take the ball. Oh DeMar's like, give me the damn ball. This is what I'm going to do. But even when they were deciding to make certain moves, guys were right next to each other. How about the play when Vooch, pump fake, went to the cup and then kicked it off to the baseline for Kobe and Patrick Williams, who literally in the right spots. And then, but where Vooch threw it is to where they could probably bump heads like it was the Three Stooges. You don't do that. <laughs> it's not good basketball, man. It was just a lot of bad basketball. And then you're watching the other side. And all they were doing was just simple out execution. You know, I'm watching Jakob Pertle just looking like Elijah out there. Just simple pump fakes, up and unders, hooks, blocks. You know, doing all the things, showing the, as Marv would say, the entire repertoire out there on the floor. And it was just simply hilarious because I know he's good, but damn. Vuce has made so many centers this year just look really otherworldly. Well, here's the thing about the Bulls' defense is that, like Billy always says, we have to defend with five, right? Yeah. They've got Zach, they've got Demar, they've got Vuce out there. They're not, like, one-on-one stopping anybody. No. So they have to, like, pack the paint. They have to be able to rotate out and scramble. And when you have teams that are passing the ball and moving it around really well, they can't catch up to that. Yes. The ball moves via pass faster than you can run. Yes. And so it's quicker than the eye. This is like what you learned in sixth grade when you're, uh, you know, trying to dribble up the court in a press and your basketball coach takes the ball and throws it. And he's like, which moves faster, the ball going all the way down court or you trying to like dribble through a million guys. So Wait, hold on, hold on. Now, question. Is, is that you in sixth grade, or is that you doing that to sixth graders? Uh, that happened to us in sixth grade, and then when I coached a sixth grade team, I was like, <laughs> You're like, what goes around, baby? I remember that lesson because it was a good point. <laughs> he threw that shit. I would love to watch. <laughs> as an aside, you coaching sixth grade basketball, like, we're playing small ball fives, only shots, at, my only shots at the rim, only shots grade. from beyond the arc. We're playing efficient ball. <laughs> not, it was I not hate to deep. tell you, but anyone who takes a long two is running a lap. <laughs> Wait, I'm taller you 5'8", man. <laughs> to the bench. A sixth grade girl at 5'8 would be, would be a. a cheat code. Yes, it would. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Bulls defense just got roasted and it was because of the ball movement. It, and mm-hmm. there would be times where the Raptors would go in like four minute scoring droughts and that kept the Bulls close. Mm-hmm. And it was because they stopped passing the ball yeah. or they'd start throwing it out of bounds. But then as soon as they took a deep breath and like started moving the ball again, they just started crushing the Bulls. Yeah. And look, you mentioned recently, Will, I can't remember if it was a tweet of yours or in one of your articles or both, that the Bulls have managed to climb up to respectability more so in the middle of the pack 
with their defensive stats after a horrendous start. Not tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not tonight. Um, you know, you, you just talk about how Toronto's ball movement picked them apart. We talked to pretty, It's not like this Raptors half-court offense is anything special. Mm-hmm. In fact, like you said, they have long droughts where they can't put the ball in the basket, and that allowed the Bulls to, to hang around and cu- kind of come back a little bit. But I don't know how many times I saw miscommunication from the Bulls <laughs> Man. on off-ball screens. Man. Like, guys just setting screens for each other. And the one in particular that was just like the backdoor lob, Mm -hmm. and it was Zach's guy and Vooch in the paint, and Zach just watched the guy blow right right past him. I can't remember if he dunked it or if it was laying. Either way, it was a simple, easy two. Mm -hmm. And Vooch, you saw, as he's heading back down the other way, go like, God damn, like clearly frustrated. Um, And again, I'm... I'm not saying that to absolve Vooch of guilt. I was just saying that's an example of the Bulls' off-ball defense being atrocious tonight. And we, sorry to interrupt. No, no you're good. Anything, but, I mean, we're talking about, you said the Raptors. Okay, I just pulled it up. They are 27th in half-court offense. They're not a good offensive team. They're 25th in offense in general. I mean, they they actually appeared to be a decently good offense out there tonight. They did. And you want to know what the one team that's one spot below them is? Please tell me. Your. Chicago Bulls. Only the Bulls. Only the Bulls. Go Bulls. Are worse than Toronto at running offense. I want to kill myself. 53% from the field. And what am I seeing this right? 33% from three. That was Toronto tonight. Yeah. Took 33 threes. I saw our friend Fly the Dub in the comments earlier saying, how... Can you shoot 51% from the field as a team and 44% from three and lose by 13? Because that's what the Bulls did tonight, y'all. That is impressive. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. Because they only shot 27 you. threes. The Raptors shot 39. Mm-hmm. They only shot 19 free throws. The Raptors shot 27. <laughs> they only had nine offensive rebounds. The Raptors had 13. And they had... 12 turnovers, the Raptors had 14. So they beat them in one category mm. of the four factors, and that's turnovers. The Bulls need to win like two or three out of those if they want to give themselves a chance. And again, they keep getting close in these games, yeah. which is like almost crazy when you look at it statistically. I mean, they they attempted fewer free throws than the Raptors made. Yeah. And yeah. like the assist too. I, I just was eye testing the Raptors like killing the Bulls, moving the ball around. They had 32 assists. And they I believe just, the Bulls had 20. Yeah, I mean, they were just running circles around them. It was sad. Sad to watch. Passing man. circles around them. It's much faster that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor sixth graders. And, of course, starting five for the Bulls, everybody in the minus column on the plus and plus minus column. Starting five for Toronto, everybody in the plus column. <laughs> I believe the only pluses on the Bulls were Javon Carter and the legend uh, Patrick Williams. That's it. Man. More L's for you. Man. That is impressive, though, to shoot that solid from the field, that good for the three-point line, Mm -hmm. with only 12 turnovers. That's not a lot of turnovers. Yeah, it's not. And still just not have a shot. You know what I mean? Like, not even lose by three or five, but to literally not have a shot in this game because that team over there, not like they were world-beating you. They just literally were out-basketballing you. They were out-executing you. The IQ was a little bit better. You know what I mean? The spacing is better. The cutting is better. 
Everybody knew exactly where to be, and they knew how to play you tough also. And it was just better. It was just simple. And they're not better. They're not a great team. You know what I mean? At all. But look at their record. They're not a great team, dog. They just really are a better basketball than you. That's it. I can't remember who said in the comments I noticed a few minutes ago, but along those lines with the Raptors supposedly not being better, um, somebody in the comments said, and this was supposed to be like the easy game on the schedule for the next couple. Y'all like the bowl schedule for the next couple weeks? Oh, I saw it. Because, look. It's going down. Y'all better get real comfy with 5-12 and because it might be 5-20 and in like another People were like clowning me when I posted that tweet a couple weeks ago about how the Bulls had a tough stretch against like the Magic and the Heat. I was like, yeah, it's five and seven. Yeah. They're like, I don't, I don't know exactly and, what their and, record is. And anymore. then what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so since they lost in Detroit was the first oh, of the man. five. They won that game, actually. So they've lost six out of their last seven games. It's a lot of L's there, man. It's a lot of L's. I mean, look. Silver linings, we got to take our first break, uh, and we can continue <laughs> this on the Silver lining is, we got to take you guys get break. to listen to some ad <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of came out that way. I mean, silver lining, look, this team looks like it's cir- circling the drain already, 17 games in. Um, Ba-woosh. You cannot ignore that. You can't. I, ha- hashtag continuity, guess what? It's dead, Arturis. It's dead. It died <laughs> Bloody and alone on the side of the road, it's dead. It's been abandoned. Hashtag continuity is deadsies. Six feet under, deadsies. So you make your calls about Zach Levine and Alex Caruso and everybody else. Hi, 2019s. What do you give us? Continuity is dead. <laughs> that's, that's just what he did. <laughs> it literally just happened right there. And Loved each it. time we watch the Bulls go down big, out of the gate, another trash first quarter, making a joke of yourselves, the pressure gets higher to do something about this broken shit. Yeah. And I don't mind. And after you have this wonderfully fun four-game road trip where, you know, you get, get away from home, you know, get your mind out of whatever was troubling you at home get some of that fresh toronto air guess what come back home and keep playing like trash and i hope that they come back home and keep playing like trash in an empty stadium because that's what they deserve uh all right let's take our first break no the funniest part though Mm. for the tournament everything you said that had to happen for them to get in the tournament none of it happened all those teams took L's because the Heat lost too. The Heat lost. The Heat lost. So he lost well. to a twenty-one point lead. <laughs> so Knicks. all the Bulls had to do was win. And the Bucks lost to <laughs> Washington. So the Bulls had to win. I don't know about the Bucks. Well, but even still, if if even just the Heat lost, yeah. and the Bulls won. Oh, tonight. oh my God! The Washington's down one with seventeen <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> the Bulls are like, hold, hold on, guys, I got this. Don't worry, you do your thing. I got. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it myself. <laughs> That would be good. Oh, good man. Fun. Uh, <laughs> that would be good oh, fun. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Snatching snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. No, uh, Bulls do it the other way. We right. got you guys. Hold my beer. Uh, hold my beers. Uh, all right, let's shout out some of our sponsors. We'll come back. I do want to touch on the, the strong game from Zach tonight because I feel like that is relevant. He did. Regardless of the final score sure, of this game, sure, sure. that is relevant. Yeah. Uh, while we're doing that, 
Hit the thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. We appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe also if you aren't subscribed already to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. Big Dave. Joyce Mouth is wet. Time is it? Game time. <laughs> he was so ready. He was. As soon as he said his name, he jumped all over. He was on it. That man has learned. You know what I mean? He is learning. The ways of the Jedi. He is stronger. He's getting stronger. I'm very proud of young Joey Spathis over there, man. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with <laughs> last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's not the place. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time does the selecting for an average savings of, drum roll, Matt Peck, 18% in the first. In the first. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same section and a row for less. Game time ain't going to trip. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. This is a no-lose situation, y'all. Enjoy what you and get you some money. Game time just be looking out for you, all right? So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CHGO. $20 off is what you're going to get. Black Friday or not, you're going to get that deal, y'all. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Because where to go, Golly? What time is it? Uh, that would be Game Time. Hoot! <laughs> <laughs> well done. CHL Bulls Post Game also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. Unless you're the Bulls, because you already know the result before we start. <laughs> but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 in bonus bets Woo. just by putting 5 bucks down on any NBA game, any NBA action. Yeah. It could be uh, a player prop. It could be a spread. It could be an over-under. Whatever you want, put 5 bucks down on any NBA game to get 150 instantly Love it. in bonus bets. Love it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code CHGO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that's promo code CHGO when you sign up for DraftKings to score those 150 bonus dollar bets Boo -boo. when you put $5 down. And tonight's DraftKings King of the Game. And that will transition us nicely into our second block of talking about tonight's game. It's someone who absolutely owed us a King of the Game performance. Zach Levine. Zachary. 36 points on very efficient shooting. 16 Ooh. of 23 from Pretty. the field. Pretty. Hot damn. Also chipped in four boards, three dimes. Did have five turnovers, but we're going to let that slide. 
It's not like the Bulls uh, as a team were, uh, were, were great tonight. No. So, I'm going to take those 36 points from Zach Levine. Okay. And put that DraftKings King of the Game crown on his head. We'll go see show when he signed up at DraftKings. Yes. As right. a, <laughs> I'm looking at what Hinjos just said. As an avid Zach hater, I have nothing negative to say about him this game. I mean, I, if, I mean, if, if there's one thing to say, it's that he had five turnovers. Yeah. But, like, I thought Zach's decision-making tonight mm-hmm. as far as when to shoot and when not to shoot and when to pass versus when to shoot some more yeah. was – it was the good version of Zach. Yeah. And he was cooking, which we need that. These games recently where he's taken nine shots, mm-hmm. ten shots, looking totally checked out for the entire first half. Yeah. It's not helping Zach if he wants out because if he wants as many possible suitors where he would end up being happy to get traded to, yeah. the better you play, the more shooters you're going to have. As the Bulls start talking more seriously about trading your ass in the next couple of months. Yeah. So give us more games like that, and it'll help your cause. And please, for the love of God, us Bulls fans sitting here worrying about the return in a Zach Levine trade can maybe sleep a little bit better at night before that trade goes down. Instead of worrying about, oh my God, we're going to get a ham sandwich for Zach Levine because he's playing like ass. No, so thank you, Zach. Well, the other thing about like the slow starts that you mentioned, the Raptors were trapping Zach every time he touched the ball in the fourth quarter, yeah. right? Because he was hot. I mean, he had uh, 36 in the game. 12 of them came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly my point. Even though they were trapping and doubling him every time he had the ball, he still had 12 points in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that is why like the whole, well, you take what the defense gives you narrative about those last few games is still super weird to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, like what's going on with Zach's behavior. He's obviously too talented of a player to only be taking 10 shots Come on. in a game. Um, Back-to-back game. So, yeah, I'm glad he came out and, and played more like Zach Levine. He's always going to have moments where you're kind of scratching your head a little bit. To me, like the frustrating thing about Zach is that they'll run a pin down for him, and he'll come off a screen and catch the ball and, like, stop. Yeah. He's, like, open, or the guy will go under the screen, and he'll just kind of stop there survey he's kind of like damar in this way where he likes to like see the pieces on the chessboard before Mm -hmm. he moves yeah and so if he's ever you know catching the ball on the move and guys are rotating or moving around him it's like it's hard to process in that speed but all he needs to do is elevate and shoot and there was a play in the fourth quarter where he just came off a pin down got an open three and pulled it and it went in and i think the it got the Bulls to like 10 or and they nine points or something, and they called a timeout. Yeah, that it's was like, the one that caused the timeout to get it down to seven, I believe. It's like, just don't think, just do. Yeah. And when he comes off screens like that, I mean, he is as dangerous as it gets because now you have to lock and trail him so that you can't pull the three, and now he's playing five on four. Yeah. And he's just downhill. I'm going to go another way. I didn't really like it, his game tonight, to be but that's, honest that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, he just he I didn't was really hesitating like so much. Yeah, like – the points were great. You know what I mean? That was Zach Levine doing Zach Levine stuff. But I felt like he was taking just incredibly difficult shots that he didn't need to take. Uh, those long twos, of course, reared their ugly head. You know what I mean? Tonight, again, for Zach, uh, the defense was just really not good. Defense was bad. <laughs> the defense, defense was, was bad. My God. It was really, really, really not good. But I felt like he, in the first half, Will, like you said, like he kind of was hesitant but also trying to just pass the ball just way too much, in my opinion, 
instead of just, you know, getting it and make the move and get to the basket or take exactly. the open three. Exactly. He wasn't making the good basketball stuff. He was doing the harder basketball stuff. And I felt like it kind of made it a little more difficult for the flow of the game. You know, like people didn't know what he was going to do kind of situation. Like that's why I think some of those passes were turned into turnovers. A couple of them just weren't good passes. You know what I mean? Like a couple of them, he's just throwing a Threw bad pass. over DeMar's head into the crowd. Correct. Threw it too low for Vooch. You know what I mean? He's not about to bend over to get the basketball, you know, like that. But others, he hit man. Vooch in the knees like yes, he three did. Times. Yes, he did. But others, he just, the spacing wasn't great. He just would take the ball and, and not look for anybody else. Or when he was looking for them, nobody was ready for it because they didn't know what he wanted to do. I didn't like it basketball wise. You know what I mean? Just looking. I didn't like the game. The points are great. Like I said, the shots were awesome, all that stuff. But basketball wise, I just. I really, really didn't like the game tonight. And I want to hone in on that a little bit more because it's exactly, we're on the exact same page with Zach coming off these screens and like stopping. Yeah. And like, he's talented enough to make those tough shots you're talking about, right? There were a couple in the first half where he'd come off a screen, uh, he'd kind of pull it back out and then (coughs) get another rescreen from Vooch. And then he'd like elevate at the elbow. And there was one where he kind of had Vooch rolling and both defenders kind of went to him and he just pump faked, got one guy up, the other guy came over, and he just shot over, and he made it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, these are the moments in the game where it's like, Zach Levine is so freaking talented that he can like trick himself into thinking any shot is a good shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when mm. he when he has his feet set, he really can get to his shot whenever he wants. But that doesn't make it good offense. Right. And I think the key here is when Zach uh, comes off a screen and like pulls out, and then gets a rescreen and goes into it or hesitates waits for his defender to catch up to him and get in front of him. And then he pump fakes twice. And then he goes up. What happens is like, not only is that a harder shot for him if he takes it, but now the defense is shifting when these guys are coming off of screens, everybody's reacting to the ball movement or to the off ball movement around them. And when Zach comes off those screens and doesn't shoot, what happens is like IO in the corner who just set a screen for somebody else to go to the, to the wing now his defender stops because Io stopped moving. Now every all the pieces are set in front of him, and like that's how Zach likes to uh, process things, how he likes to operate, which is fine. But what happens is everybody else stops and stagnates. And now if he doesn't have that shot or he can't get off a really difficult contested jumper, he's got to pull it back out or swing it to Demar mm-hmm. or you know reset the offense with eight or nine seconds on the shot clock. Right. And now you've got to create something out of nothing. Yep. And so you turn what could have been a really good look into a really difficult look and forget like threes and twos or rim shots and free throws, like efficiency spots on the floor. It's like open or not. Are yeah. you open or are you covered? Like shoot the ball if you're open and don't worry about like if the guy's of two steps or one step behind you, like you've got space, elevate and shoot it. I think you make another point that I, that I was talking about too. And that's the rhythm of it. You exactly. Know? It's the rhythm of the like, game. There is a rhythm to it that these guys just completely are not in tune. You can just see it out there. They're not in tune. They know the rhythm of DeMar DeRozan. You know, they understand kind of mm-hmm. his rhythm a little bit more. A lot of those times DeMar is going to make that move, that spin move or whatever, that pump fake. He's going to take that shot seven, eight times out of 10. He's going to take that shot. So, they understand what's going to happen. They know when to cut to the bucket to try to get the rebound, do those kind of things. With Zach, it's weirder. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so much more weirder, especially this game I'm saying. It was just so much more weirder because they're running the play, and then Zach just was like, no, I got it. Okay, here's the example of him waving off uh, Vooch, telling mm-hmm. Vooch, get out the way, 
clear it out. And Vuce goes over to the corner. He's got a center on him. He's like, cool, I'm about to work this. He can't, he tries to make the move. He can't make the move. And so he kicks it off to DeMar, and it's less time on the shot clock, and he's asking for the ball back. There's no time for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, DeMar gets it. DeMar knows the clock in his head. Like, dude, we got to get this shot off because it has to maintain the rhythm of what's going on on the floor. So he tries to go up, and he goes up, and he gets fouled. Cause he, and he shot it with his left hand, for God's sakes, just to let you know how difficult it was. But you saw Zach kind of befuddled a little bit. Like, dude, why didn't you, you know, give me the ball back? Because the the – it didn't dictate that. The flow of the ball did not dictate, and I need to get this back to you, dog. I need to go get this into the bucket because it's like six seconds on the clock right now. So it's that kind of stuff, you know what I mean, that I'm talking about with Zach, man. You can't wave another dude off and then not even make it inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, he stopped dribbling. He just stopped and then kicked it off. And then it's like, okay, well, no, give it back. They don't understand that kind of rhythm. You know what I mean? That's that's not that's that's a that's a rhythm that they're not playing on, bro. Like that's some other type of jazz right now, some bebop that he's playing right now. And the Bulls are just on some, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. They on some poker. You know what I mean? They not on no jazz level, Thelonious Monk type of thing right now. I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting too deep for y'all. My bad. But yeah, it's just that rhythm is not there for them, and I don't think it's connecting with Zach and the guys around him with the offense that Billy is trying to run. And I do think you're absolutely right. Like, DeMar, when he gets into that same kind of ISO situation, I think it can be, it can disrupt the rest of the flow and rhythm of the offense mm -hmm. because he's pounding the ball and guys aren't moving off the ball around him. But I think DeMar's a little bit more calm and methodical and... Um, aware of his surroundings in, in the way that he'll get off the ball as soon as somebody comes to double, right. or at least he'll get and elevate and shoot before that guy can right. double him. The real problem to me is you can have one guy like that. You can survive and live if you have one guy that is operating that way, but the Bulls have three. <laughs> and it's like Zach wants to do that. DeMar has to do that because he can't do the like coming off of screens and you know spacing from the corners mm -hmm. kind of offense. So he can't do that. Zach doesn't want to do that. And Vooch also loves the block. I mean, he wants to play out of the post. He wants to make yeah. passes out of there. He wants to get into the paint and, you know, go to work. And, like, that has worked well for him in his career. It has worked well for DeMar in his career. It has worked well for Zach in his career. And this is the whole point, the whole problem with this team and why even if the Bulls, like, had never – had Lonzo had never gotten hurt, there still would have been – these hiccups in the offense because as good as Lonzo was at moving the ball and being that connected passer, you still have three guys that need to stop and like everybody else, let mm -hmm. me cook mm -hmm. and get out of my way. And obviously without Lonzo, it's impossible. Yeah. But that's why I think we, we've all come to this point, whether it took you, you know, a year or a half a year or three years mm -hmm. to come to this point that like these three guys together don't work. You can look at any stat you want. It doesn't look good, but if you just watch it and you watch their tendencies and how they want to play, mm -hmm. there's just no flow to it. It's all, I know what's going to happen. And that's why they wanted to move off of being so dependent on DeMar to get their offense. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all the same and it's repeatable. And so the defense knows what's coming and they don't have to worry about any of these, you know, floor spacers because none of them are good shooters. Mm -hmm. So you just load up in the paint and you make DeMar make tough shots. You make yeah. Zach make tough shots. Uh, you double Vooch and make him pass it out. But like, Guys, guys aren't making threes. They're not. <laughs> uh, Sherman in the comments saying, I'm a Zach hater, but the problem is Zach and DeMar combined. 
Yeah. Can't both be out there offensively and defensively. The team suffers from it. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's a, a level of fair frustration to the point where we're watching this now for the third season in a row, and we've seen why some of this stuff happens and why things play out the way they do because we've been watching it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was – who was it? Uh, Metalhead, Metalhead takes the square in the comments. Yeah! Uh, saying Zach looks like he's just doing disengaged stat padding. He's not acting like being down 20 is bothering him at all. Mm. He's just playing his minutes knowing he won't be here to deal with the losses. I agree with that's, that. I mean, yeah. Like I that, honestly agree with that. That, that, uh, <laughs> that iconic Magic Johnson interview, like, you know, the whole, I'm not going to pull your thing, like when he was I being asked be questions him. about <laughs> what, you know, trash the Lakers were enduring, and he was I like, be here. <laughs> enjoy it. Thank you for that question. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> right. Y'all deal with that. Um, but, and see, even if that's what Zach's frame of mind is right now, mm. I, at this point, I don't care. As a Bulls fan, fine. I think that Zach mostly was dealt a rough hand while he was here. Okay. Seven years of trash <laughs> roster building around him. No support from the organization. That's fair. Like, the man has paid his dues, all right? That's fair. You can keep calling him an empty calorie scorer if you want to. I think he's being misused. And yes, he has flaws. The Bulls have not helped masking the flaws and propping up the parts of what Zach does best. Mm. But when it comes to Bulls fans who are ready to move on from Zach, just because it means some sort of fresh start for the organization, I agree that we saw Zach take some tough shots tonight. And that's why you said you didn't love the Zach game tonight. The fact that Zach took and hit tough shots he did. is why I loved Zach's game tonight mm. as a Bulls fan who's looking ahead to a Zach Levine trade mm. because plenty of playoff bound teams or teams who may or may not be playoff bound but still think they can be mm. you know a, a fifth of the way into the season can look at a guy like that and say I need that on my roster sure sure even if he's my not even second but maybe third option you a beast he your third option. Guys who can hit shots like that <laughs> yeah. have immense value Correct. in the NBA. Correct. And guess what? A lot of the other head-scratching, oh, dribble the ball up, turnover, uh, clutch this, decision-making that, all, basketball, like, all of those other things that have been driving Bulls fans crazy about Zach for seven years, not a problem if he's not your the guy. Yeah. And plenty of teams that actually want to win and pay players who have big contracts to help them win, yeah. we'll see that, oh, Zach's got four years left on his deal. Cool. Can he hit tough shots yes, he and can. help us win? Yes, he can. Then we want him. That's how I'm trying to keep an optimistic outlook on the Zach trade right now. No, you have Because we saw him do that tonight. We know he can do that. Yeah. Other NBA teams know he can do that. And you're not wrong on that. I mean, Zach is your third option on the team. Your team is amazing, honestly. If he's your number three, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you are a problem like that. Number two, you're still really damn good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's always just being that number one option that's been an issue because we've seen it for seven years, as you're saying, Zach being that number one guy. We've seen Zach be the number two guy, and it worked pretty goddamn nicely with Zach being the number two guy. It worked damn nice. And then when that other option went away and we had to depend on him a little more to be that number one, it didn't. 
your point is valid. I, I'm I'm not going to disagree with anything that that you're saying right there because you're right. Teams can sit there and look at that tough shot maker. We need that guy. Create his own shot whenever, and is not afraid to take the big shot. We need that because if he's your number three, that means he's going to get uh, not the best defender, not your second best defender. He's going to get your third best defender on him, and he's going to be open and be able to cook. You know what I mean? I get that. Unfortunately, here <laughs> with what we're doing right here with Chicago. He's not that yet. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't made that move to be that number three option yet. And so I, I have to deal with what he is on this team right now. And what he is on this team is somebody who is not the dude that should be having the ball in his hands being that dude because it doesn't work for him well all the time. You know what I mean? It doesn't work for him well all the time. A lot of that, and again, I'm not removing, excuse me, I'm not removing AK and those in roster construction and all those things because I've been – Screaming for a point guard forever. You know what I mean? And someone who can just facilitate and do those things and get the ball out of his hands. Because I feel like that's what he needs at his best. I miss you, Lonzo Ball. But I have to deal with what he is right here. You know what I mean? And I don't and I do feel like he feels disconnected, you know, when I watch him play for this team. Having two back to back games of ten shots or ten shots and then nine shots kind of tells me that. Watching yeah. him not take as many threes as I watched him take. And I mean just passing them up and taking long twos kind of tells me that. The pump faking, you know what I mean, kind of tells me that. The, the fact that he – have you you don't even see him get to the bucket and try to go to the line anymore. I watched him do that for about three years straight. Just try to – ah! You know what I mean? Try to get there and go to the line, right? That was his move. Maybe he had that move where he would put the ball out. Right, that move right there, Matt, and then go to the bucket. When you seen that? I'm sorry, with him trying to get to the bucket. You don't really see him trying to get to you the saw bucket. Some like of it that. earlier on the season, and he wasn't getting calls, so he stopped. And doing so it. he stopped immediately. Stopped. And when did it stop? When the trade fashion started coming up, right? That's when it kind of stopped. When and so he's quit and that stuff, man. Again, for the record, and I'm I am not, not. I am not absolving Zach of anything, but I'm not mad at him for it. I right. get it. Yeah. It's the business side of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I understand it. You know what I mean. I'm not I'm not like damn you, Zach, for that. You know what I mean. I get what you're doing. But I still got to call what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's all. Fair enough. Uh, we, we've got to take a second break. Uh, on the other side, we do have an update on Alex Caruso from Billy Donovan, who spoke uh, after the game tonight. Caruso left and never came back after it looked okay. like he uh, maybe got nicked up again. So we'll have an update for you guys about that. And then also, of course, we'll get to some Super Chats. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Ooh. Bulls lose five and twelve. Yay! Everything's fine. <laughs> Hit that thumbs up button if you didn't do it the first time around. CSGO Bulls post game brought to you by our friends at Ray Chevy. Ray, Ray, <laughs> it's Black Friday, which means Black Friday savings at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicago Land's largest Chevy inventories, mm. and all month long. You can save big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgating vehicle. Mm. We still got plenty of football season left. Monday. But that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024 mm. at their Black Friday savings event. And while you're getting stuff discounted, why not also get some stuff for Free! Huh? Yeah. Like a free oil change. Man. That's what you get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. Like that, Joe? All you need to do is mention <laughs> CHGO and your cool crew here at CHGO Bulls That's who are real. giving you the no 
on these deals of Ray Chevy when you go or when you make your appointment online. Just mentioned, hey, CHGO Bulls, send me to you guys. Take yeah. care of me. Give me that free oil change. And Ray will say, okay, okay. <laughs> so far, do far. But you got to schedule it by November 30th. Also, buy with confidence with that beautiful thing that we have come to know as the Ray Price promise. Mm. It's simple. The price you see online on their website, the price you pay in store. Mm. No fine print. Mm-mm. No tricksies. Mm-mm. No whoopsie daisies. Nuh-uh. Price you see price you pay mm. unless ray finds you even more savings when you come into the store uh, visit ray chevrolet fox lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your black friday savings they've been serving the community since 1963 oh. find new roads oh. serving the community since 1963 that's awesome man so admirable uh-huh makes me feel like a bag of shit when i read it you weren't around in 1963 no i know i'm just like well what am i doing I mean, you're doing, you're serving the people right now. I said, thank you. <laughs> this is what you're doing. This is your job. You know what? You need to, you know, I think you need to just work out some of that stress. You think so? You know, maybe work it out. If you're you know. about to tell me to w- actually work out right now, no, Dave. No, I wasn't. I am leaving. You didn't let me finish. Okay. I was going to say either that, you know, or maybe, you know, get a sauna. Ooh. You know, or maybe get a massage. Okay. Or maybe get something to eat. Uh, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, because guess what? You what? can do all those things at the Midtown Athletic Club, baby. Hide me up. They got you covered on any kind of spectrum that you get your wellness correct. They got it covered, man. And they have four awesome locations for you to do it in. They got the one in Palatine in the Northwest Suburbs. The one in Bannockburn. And the No Shore, Willowbrook. In the Southwest Suburbs and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park, it is Matt Peck's sister approved. Loves it! And of course, let me let you know a secret right now, y'all. The multi-million dollar transformation of the club that is taking place in the Midtown Palatine, man. It is launched and it will be complete by early 2024, just in time for all your New Year's resolutions to get yourself right and to get yourself tight and to get yourself looking like the GOAT. This way. Not not from face-wise, just this way down. You know what I mean? Can't get the quaff. Apologize. That's just what it is. All right. Careful then, about sharing those pictures on social. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Yo, he does not. But they got you covered. Gotta show off the bod. Tell you what, even if you're a single person, families with kids, <laughs> people looking to make lifestyle changes, or even dealing with holistic wellness, mm-hmm. they got you covered in all that as well, man. Oh, they looking out for you in so many areas. They got a hundred classes. Per week, more than a hundred classes per week: yoga, boxing, spinning, cycling, cross training, group exercise, high intensity interval training. This is not gym quality stuff, y'all. This is boutique quality stuff that they got for you, man. The best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has the indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. Mark Carmen, the car swears by it. Our guy Adam Ho mm-hmm. loves it. All right. Kevin Cato took his family over to one. Got a free tennis lesson. Amazing. We mm. saw our guy Mario up at one. Living the dream. You keep rattling off the names of preppy-looking white boys whose opinions about tennis courts I would very much trust. Well, very true. But Mario. <laughs> you broke, Joey. It's, it's, I know what I'm doing out here. <laughs> I know what I'm doing out here. I'm, I know when to bring it in and to bring it out, Joe. I know how to pick it up 
and put it down. <laughs> That's what I roll with, sir. So head over to the midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. That's midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. Midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. <laughs> and find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Midtown Athletic Club. Sweat it out. Sweat it out. Ta. What, uh, Joey, what was you all excited about over here? I figured it had something to do with Texas football, but then I just checked the ESPN oh, app. Oh, indeed it did, Matthew Peck. <laughs> oh, well, indeed like, excited, it did like, as we head into the fourth quarter, and we will see the debut of one Arch Manning. Because they're up by a million. But Arch Manning will okay. play in the game. Debut. Okay. All right. I, you know what? Let's I'm sorry. I, that's not a debut. If you're coming in for mop-up duty and garbage time when your team's up by eight touchdowns, <laughs> That doesn't count. There's no pressure in that scenario. Yeah, you kind of right about that. Does that mean he can't be a redshirt? I don't know what college football rules are. Yeah. I thought if he was redshirt, I mean, he couldn't play at all. He can play four games. Mm-hmm. He can play four games. He can still redshirt. So it's like really getting matter. called up in August and you play 20 you're games. And you're still rookie. In the MLB and you're still a rookie the next year. Well, uh, Chris Bryant, I believe, did that. Maybe. I think Chris Bryant did that. It was in Chris, Chris. Yeah, I think I'm right about no, that. No, the Cubs actually oh, no, they uh, didn't tempered with Chris Bryant's service time. Right. So he yeah, was exactly. upset with them. And then that's why he and Scott Boris got all pissed and then Correct. arbitration. He, and yeah, yeah they, just, sue, they tried to sue the Cubs for that. Right. They were like, you're, it you're, worked tra- out. you're trying to you know prevent from having to pay me the money that I deserve. It worked out. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So, so moving on. Uh, Alex Crusoe left tonight's game. Okay. Um, and actually, I uh, it was our friend Stefan No Shout out. who tweeted out a video, um, and it was actually friendly fire. Caruso got stepped on by Kobe White mm. uh, when the two of them were defending a pick and roll at mm. the top of the key. Um, and then here's and then we saw Caruso kind of wincing in pain after that play yeah, was whistled dead. Definitely did. Then he left, never came back. Right. Didn't get any updates from Bulls PR during the game. Billy Donovan, after the game, said that Caruso wasn't, quote, feeling great after getting his foot stepped on, and Donovan made the decision not to bring him back. Didn't ask Caruso if he thought he could return, and the deficit played a factor in Billy's decision. Wow. That is uh, courtesy of our our guy, Casey Johnson, at NBC. That is interesting. The the second (laughs) part of that, I think, is the more interesting part. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The deficit yeah. they currently were facing in the game yeah. led Billy, or at least influenced Billy's decision, to say, Caruso, when you're, did, you're done for the night. Am I right? And it was the third quarter? He yes. did not play. <laughs> he he was uh, he wow. left the game at 7.35 in the third quarter. So okay. they played yeah. the last you know, 18 minutes without him. 19 and a half. <laughs> uh, and look, maybe it wasn't just... Billy being overly cautious and you know, the Bulls, if they are going to look to trade Caruso, all, all, all reporting like has said, for, like from the outside, a million teams want Caruso. It sounds like the Bulls are making it clear that Caruso ain't for sale. Um, we'll see if that continues to be the I case. Know, if they're taking him out like that, for me, that kind of says that So maybe this just... Or they just can't afford to lose their best player. Uh, this is a brand new tweet from Casey Johnson just a minute ago. Okay. From the horse's mouth. Here's Alex Caruso after right. tonight's game. Hello, horse. It was pretty painful. It was probably the right decision. There were probably uh, there was probably only more negative that could have happened than positive. Throwing me back out there uh, with the athletes and the pace of the game and the physicality of it. 
So it sounded like Caruso was fine and thought that the decision was a smart one to not send him back out there. Which, to me, like, if it's Caruso, we've seen Caruso playing through, like, you know, he's the knight in that scene from Monty Python and Search for the Holy Grail. Tis but a scratch. It's like, nah, dude, your arm's dangling out of its socket. Like, go grab some bench. <laughs> Hello down there. <laughs> dude, the Austin Powers. I just, yeah, I don't know. Very I don't know. badly burned. I, can, you, I, can you read the quote to me one more time? From Caruso? No, 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 the Billy one. The Billy one, uh, well, so it was just that he wasn't feeling great after getting his foot stepped on. Donovan made the decision not to bring him back, didn't ask Caruso if he thought uh, he could return, and the deficit played a factor in Donovan's decision. Yeah, they probably, I mean, it would be curious to know when like at what point he was even back on the bench. Yeah. Because, I mean, if it was four minutes left, he, like, was in the locker room for ten minutes or something, and it was, like, four minutes left, and then they got him back on the bench, and, like, maybe he was able to come back. At that point, it's like, okay, we'll probably just hold you out. If it was that, then, yes. they're not. But if he had come back right away or didn't even go to the locker room or whatever, then then it's a little different. Because for me, I'm not reading it like that because I don't know that yet. You know what I mean? So that would clear that space up in my head that I have right now of when it happened to when you made that decision. You know what I'm saying? To when, Because I'm sure maybe he found out from some trainer, like, at some point in time, like, hey, man, this is what's wrong with him. You got to make that decision. So I'm giving that benefit of the doubt that he heard that between that length of time. And like you said, uh, maybe it was in the fourth quarter after the Bulls kind of made their run, and then it was clear that this game was a wrap, and then he said it's no point in bringing him back. Yeah. It sounds more feasible to me that way. The conspiracy dude in me <laughs> does not want to believe that because that's the conspiracy guy in me. But the logical person feels like Billy's never kind of shown you to be that kind of coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm a roll with Billy. He's always been kind of a stand-up dude on this stuff, protecting Alex. And like you said, we've watched Alex, you know, arm literally like quote Monty Python, just hanging out his socket and he's still out there playing. Um so, yeah, it's interesting, but also because my mother says always said this about me, that I have such a high tolerance of pain. So if I tell you something's wrong, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like forget wrong. Like, it's really wrong. If so I'm to like, hear Caruso say, correct. it's actually pretty painful. Correct. Because if Alex is telling you, oh, shit, this hurt, it, it really hurts. You and know we'll what I'm see, saying? We'll see what happens with him on the injury report. Uh, probably won't file anything tomorrow, but maybe – Sunday morning, we'll know a little yeah. bit more about whether he will be available uh, for Sunday's game against the Nets. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Um, and uh, just because I noticed it as Casey's firing off some post-game uh, media availability tweets here, this quote from DeMar DeRozan, who was ejected from tonight's game, called it, uh, got an early tee, mm-hmm. and then I guess he said he took issue with the Raptors bench with the, you know, the late three that Siakam jacked. Siakam then explained, like, well, and we're in-season tournament game, point differential counts. Raptors had actually already been eliminated, so it didn't <laughs> count for them. But Siakam <laughs> thought it did. Uh. Anyway, the reason for DeRozan's ejection doesn't matter. His frustration level does. And DeMar DeRozan said this after tonight's game. I can't fake it. I'm beyond frustrated. Everybody in this locker room is frustrated. It's from a good place of being a competitor and wanting to figure it out that badly. Put a couple wins together. I really, truly believe 
that can shift everything for us. End quote. And again, that's courtesy of Casey Johnson. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Joe? <laughs> and the truth comes out. Yeah, uh, the truth comes out except for that last part about a couple of wins getting everything together for them. Sure. Yeah. Partial truth. <laughs> that's how players think, though. You know, they saw me as a couple wins and we'll get back on the trail. Get back on the right trail. <laughs> But, yeah, man. Joey's been using those papers not for writing. <laughs> but for rolling doobies. Joey's been using those papers for rolling doobies. <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> you're living in a van with our tourist car to show us. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go home and watch that just to watch it. God, what a classic. What, what, do, you, uh, what do you guys think about... We got 316 people watching right now. Shout out to yeah. you. We got 86 likes. Oh, my God. What, what do you guys think? the likes up. What, what, you about guys, to do, Will? what do you guys think? What you about to do, Will? What do you think about, what the, you about I, to do? the idea? What's about to what do? What would you guys have? If I brought up this idea, what would you guys have to say about doing a tankathon? There it is. If and only if. We get to 100 likes. We got 86 right now. Yeah, I, come in. I mean, come on. I want to do we it. We got to do it. Of course you want to do it. Because guess where the bulls are in the... Tankathon standings now pre-lottery spin. Where does, where does our producer just, keep pacing to, back and forth to? Does he have like the game you on? You know, Joey's doing there? like 15 things, but I'm thinking <laughs> the game on. I'm thinking it's the game. Hey, Joe, come back here. We got to do some super chats while we're waiting to get to our Tankathon but like number. on the screen. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll explain later. Okay. By, by uh, the way. Already hit 100 likes. Already hit 100 likes. Okay. Just I like that. Bulls that, fans. that was literally less than 30 seconds. We are excited for the future. Here we go. McBaconator. Watching NBA officials officiate a game is almost as entertaining as watching the Bulls yeah. meltdown. That, that officiating crew tonight was real cranky out of the gate. Poopy. I, I don't know what that was about. Yeah. They, they weren't good. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Until the Bulls show me anything resembling competent basketball and giving a damn, one, a, one of those two things would be great. That's the refuge. I can't accept having neither. Mm. Until either of those things come, I'm not blaming the refs ever. Mm. The Bulls don't have that right. Mm. Isaac Garcia, this game shows that this roster has passed its peak. Blow it up. This game? Things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. <laughs> but yes, you're right. We just going to quote movies all day. AK, <laughs> after seven years of Bulls employment, Zach has put in notice to resign. I respect that. Bulls organization is inept at building a winning roster. That is on the Bulls organization. No, no argument there. I agree with you, AK. And I appreciate your super chat, as always. AK again says modern NBA and AK and Mark Carn uh, AK and Mark Eversley. Mark Carmen. This is this Mark whole Carmen's full roster is Mark Carmen's fault. Mark Eversley and AK are turned to car service. <laughs> Propensity for roster construction and inability to realize sunk cost. How do you feel about the Bulls and post Zach Levine team? Bulls draft development have sucked. Not great. That'll be, that'll be talked about in detail in the coming days. Not. And weeks. Great. That's and months. Tease. I don't feel good about it. And finally, we have one from Let's Talk Bulls, who says, I love the Bulls, but they truly look like they no longer try to win games. Mm -hmm. They just try not to get blown out. I mean, we got to keep that point differential. Yeah, my place. God. It, it is truly hilarious. 
this this pattern of play like trash in the first quarter, shoot somewhere between twelve and twenty percent from the field in the first quarter, dig yourself a big fat old hole, and then decide if you maybe want to try and climb out of it, and then ultimately don't fully succeed in climbing out of it. Here's something that makes it's you a happen. great strategy. Here's something that happened in the game that made you happy. What's that? Julian Phillips minutes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's my special boy. He got in there. In the third quarter, for God's sakes, he got in there. Fully, fully ahead of Dalen Terry in this rotation. Loaded. He's fully loaded. Yeah. I mean, and what I liked seeing from that young man tonight, playing his 10th NBA minute ever in his career, yeah. and not garbage time, Yeah, Billy went to him early. He did. He made quick decisions. He did. Whether it was cutting off the ball, whether it was attacking the basket on a quick, like, all right, ooh, so the ball just ended up in my lap. I see a lane to the hoop. I'm going up to the loop. Just you know, active. went to the loop. Mm-hmm. Went to the hoop, drew a foul. Or when he got the kick out on that corner three, yep. open, Shoot. no hesitation. Right. Took the shot. Didn't hit it. Nope. Don't care that he didn't hit it. Nope. No hesitation. Took the shot. Julian Phillips made quick decisions and yep. confident decisions tonight. Hey, Pat, <laughs> might be able to learn a thing or two from your younger buddy, teammate. Sound like some Dalen Terry stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. That's bullshit. All right, we need a spin, Joe. We, we got to get a spin. All right. Give him the spin. Yeah, say less. I mean, you don't have to, don't have to uh, ask me twice. Uh, a lot of exciting players in the draft. A lot of exciting players. I mean, it's not – maybe not – the. You know, deepest draft ever, but... No. And we, while we we're getting quickly, the, the Tankathon spin going, just a reminder, you guys, that our Black Friday sale is still going on. So yes. You should probably go check it out. After we wrap up post-game tonight, if you're still awake, just, you know, doom-scrolling through Twitter because you're a Bulls fan who has insomnia or whatever other reason, take your mind off of it by finding some killer deals. Uh, our Black Friday sale. Certain items, certain tees, up to 90% off. Woo! We also have brand new merch, including... What? Pine glasses. Pine glasses! With our retro logos on them. Have a drink on us. Hot damn. Um, I already put a fat Black Friday order into our merch locker Fry. earlier today. It's going <laughs> to treat me and my, my family members real nice. Oh, love it. Uh, yeah. Savings on top of savings, y'all. Check it out. It's going on all weekend. All right, Joe. All right, Dave. Do the, do the home instead of the mock draft. Wait, what? Click on the... Yeah. NBA home? Yeah, just lots right. of teams. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, when I asked for that, we had 86 likes. Uh-huh. We're at up to 122. There yeah, we go. go. That's huge. Ask and you shall receive. We should be yes. up there anyways without the tankathon inside. Maybe. Talk so, that too, Joe. Maybe if we get to 150, we could do a second spin. Maybe. maybe. Who knows? Who knows? In the meantime, he's, the, Im- he's getting the important on lesson so much is, power. <laughs> is one that James Taylor taught us years ago. Ooh. It's true what they say about the squeaky wheel. Always get in the grease. <laughs> you got to shower the people you love with love, y'all. All right, ready? Now James Taylor. Yeah, let's do it, baby. All right, here we go. Let's do I it. Oh, wait. Before, and I seen where are we? Where are we in the draft lottery standings right now? We are seven. Jeez. <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this before. Oh. 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 it. at seven? Ah. One more, come on, one more. All right, we're going to do it again. Here we go. And we Uh, moved down to eight. We moved down. uh, All right, third time's the charm. 
All right, we, fine. We got to do this. We got to do this. Oh, my God. 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 already dead. Guys, this is going so horribly. All right, we're not doing any. Joey's gambling. Oh, we got four. We moved up to four in that one. This is Joey's gambling right here. Yeah. How many Smiths was that? 10? 65. Eight, ten. <laughs> Ron Holland, you are a Chicago Bull. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have more uh, tanging on spins than hat throws at the end of the season. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Joseph. <laughs> I mean, he just knocked out eight like it was nothing. Like it was that he wouldn't stop. <laughs> Not going to stop. Keep going. Don't want to see Joey. You know, it's, what's, the, what's those machines? Lottery. Slots. Slot machine. Thank you very much. Lottery. Which you don't I'm actually do. Hey, Dave, you seen that? <laughs> His brain. You seen I'm that? Broken. His brain. Have you seen gone. that Dave Chappelle skit? Which one? Seven. 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 World Series of Dice. Seven. Click it, click it, click it, click <laughs> Grits and gravy. Uh, yeah, tease me in the comments. Seven. Seven. Well, that was You're fun. Goddamn devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are we, we still got, alive? Yeah, really dark. Yes. That's from the skit. It's from the skit. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I just, I, as a Bulls fan, I want to point to a lot of people and call them the devil right now. Uh, it's okay, because we could try again on Sunday. Yeah, That'll be fun. Let's Brooklyn do it again. Nets. Road trip continues. 6.30 Central Time tip-off. Yay. Guys also know, sadly... The end of the games is coming, man. It's coming. The end of the games is coming. The weather is getting a little more chilly outside. I got to put on the do? leg prisons in a minute, gonna, man. What am I going to do? Prisons. Well, I can't look at your beautiful games I know, day. man. You know what I mean? I, I understand. I'll try to give the people what they want. I'm very comfortable in the shorts all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, somebody's got to have some fur-lined shorts yeah. somewhere. Like, yeah, it's yeah. got to exist. <laughs> it's got to exist, but... It's going to come to an end soon. I got to put on the leg princess, man, and be locked up. Locked up. But uh, it's okay. David in the comments, yes. I also Ooh. went to the seven Monica joke from Friends, of course, when they were talking about some other joke. Uh, Frederick asking, should we just give up? Frederick, let me tell you something. I don't tell I don't anyone else how to Bulls fan. Yeah. In my experience, it hurts way less when you admit defeat and just emotionally remove yourself. You can be angry in bits and spurts here and there, but if you really, truly are worried about your mental health right now as a Bulls fan, do what you need to do. For, you. for me, it hurts more. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Black. Oh no, Professor <laughs> Schneeblay! Oh no, they have this thing on MTV. Ruin that too with a Ruin little it. thing. Call MTV. Here's Jimmy, the man, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant. Your mother's oh, the man. God, what are we teaching in these schools? <laughs> uh, yeah, hang hang on to your hope if you still have some. Hang Cle- on clearly, the 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 thread of hope that I'm hanging on to, and I joked about it on Twitter tonight. Is my belief in Julian Phillips. Mm. That's where I am right now as a Bulls fan. Me, so it's just quitting's harder for me. Uh, that's more depressing. Giving up is much more depressing for me. Much more. I'm, I want to play. I want to be in this, man. I'm a I want to. I want to take my ball and go home. I want to. <laughs> it was. You know how depressing it was for me to walk away from the Bears for a little bit. That was depressing. All right. That was depressing. All right for me. That didn't make me feel great. 
at all. I'd rather take them L's, man. I can live with that. I can live with it. I'll be here. We'll be here. We'll all be here no matter what. Yeah. Uh, we will be here for you just like you guys are here for us. Correct. Thank you for hanging, up, uh, hanging out with us tonight. Hit the thumbs up. We appreciate it. We truly do. Uh, we will be back Sunday. Bulls, Raptors, the season rolls along. Uh, until then, follow Will. Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter. That's him. Read his thoughts from tonight's game <laughs> when they the are notes. up on the website later. Allchgo.com. He likes Greg. Big Dave. I do. The games. Bow. Can I get to sports. the games? Joey Longhorn Spathis. <laughs> At Joey Spath. Joey Longhorn. <laughs> Longhorn Lisa. Is Lisa the Longhorn? Oh, Lisa Canada? would be proud. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Son we are CHO underscore Bulls. Hang in there, Bulls fans. We love you. We'll be here for you every game night, regardless. Five and 12. Hey, AK. Continuity's dead. Sweet. Yeah. Time to start digging the grave. <laughs> That's the productive grave. <laughs> What do you think? I'm a grave digger? <laughs> no, but that move right there just says you ain't shoveling snow. You ain't <laughs> those I, just, I just have a two-pronged shovel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to y'all Sunday, Bulls Nation. Enjoy your uh, your Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, man. See you right be good. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> we all silly like the mayor. 